The Bunt is brought to you by our good friends at Vans, the number one shoe in skateboarding. This week, we talking about the Pro Classics, taking the number one shoe in skateboarding to the next level. Identified by their distinctive Pro Classics label package, Vans Pro Classics are built to last longer with reinforced abrasion areas and provide the extra support and cushioning demanded by the world's best professional skateboarders and Donovan Jones himself. Vans Pro Classics are classic style, reinvented with upgraded cushioning and durability. Some of my favorite of the Pro Classics are the Skate High Pro, the Era Pro, and definitely the Old School Pro. You know the Pro Classics come with that Ultra Cush HD footbed and that added Duracap rubber reinforcement. Dono, I have a question for you though. I ain't never seen you jump down a damn thing. What do you need all this Vans technology for, dog? You listen here, bruv. The Pro Classics have taken my skating so much so to the next level that just this past week in Washington, I was mistaken for Gilbert Crockett because of my mean pop, Elijah Burrow because I pretty much skate every damn thing, and AVE because I hit it with that speed and power, dog. God damn, B. That's some crazy shit. I guess y'all should get some Pro Classics too. God, man, it feels good to be back in Studio E. Been away from my dog for almost two weeks now. I gotta say, I almost missed you a bit there, bruv. <laughs> almost? Eggy, <laughs> hey, I was in Montreal, and you know, you were the last thing on my mind, so. <laughs> I was popping in Montreal, dog. Hey, man, had to make a quick little in and out trip. You know what I'm saying? Go see the Dime Boys. They opened their permanent store on San Juan. If you're in Montreal, go check it out. It's a beautiful joint, man. Uh, how was Washington, D.C.? Oh, man, I was lucky enough to go away with DGK Wade, Morgan or Smith, Codes B, the homies from Boston, Dutchie and Dana. It was a good time, man. Uh, I got to say, I love Washington. I just uh, I don't get why they don't put wax on anything out there, bro. Don't make no sense to me, but feels good to be back in the six where I got Butter Machine 69 waxing everything in the city for us. That's some real talk. Shout out to the wax god, D-Mac. Love you, G. Uh, one crazy thing that happened in Washington, want to shout this guy out. All the homies standing on the street corner one morning with the Dunkin' Donuts, classic American ting. This businessman pops up, says he knows me from the show. Just want to say shouts out to you, homie. Didn't get your name, but mad love, G. Write us an email. Damn, yo. D. Jones, an international celebrity these days. <laughs> According to Codes B, I'm famous, dog. So, hey, I'll take it, you know? <laughs> Yo, Dons, do I have time for a quick shout out? Of course. It's our show. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Yo, a video, video is live and popping on Thrasher out of Boston. The homies came fucking through. If you haven't watched it yet, get over to the Thrasher right now and fucking watch a video. Shouts out to the genius behind the masterpiece, VX Lee. My man, you put together some gold on this one. That's some real talk. We got OGs like Zeb and Ariel Pearl, and we got the new youth, the fucking Will Maseratis, and the Brian Reeds of the world, mixed in with some fucking in-betweeners, you know, <laughs> the Dutch Master Delaney's, and the Dana Erickson's instant classic. Loved it, boys. Big shouts to Zeb Weissman, my dog. 
All right, let's get this shit cracking. Y'all know what it is. I'm D Jones. He's the ghost. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. Dog, episode three of season four. The apps are flying by. Who we got on the show and what the hell is popping this week, G? Well, this week we got a fucking real G. You know what I'm saying? The one, the only. Winter is coming. Well, thank you for that beautiful introduction, Lord Eddard Stock of Winterfell. <laughs> Y'all heard it from Lord Eddard himself. Sammy Winter's in the building. We're fucking hype. Trust me, Sammy Winter is a fucking real G. We had a great conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, we'll get into his intro later. Tell them about the post office and the rundown and all that jazz, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit, I feel rusty in studio E. Yeah, we got the post office coming soon. <laughs> shit, that shit blew up this week. And uh, shit, the NBA and NHL playoffs are heating the fuck up, yo. It's going to be a good rundown, and it's going to be a great episode. Way to, way to clean that shit up, dog. I like it. Showed a little resolve there. But as y'all know, make sure to like us on Facebook at The Bunt. Follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Send them emails into thebuntlive at gmail.com. Keep chirping Saifa. He's getting her feelings out there. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, don't forget about our iTunes page. We some five-star generals in Studio E, so please bless us with that review. A little a nice write-up thing, you know, whatever. Email me or, or uh, mail me your phone and uh, I'll do it for you. Send it back. Whatever it takes, man. Hit us with the review. Real shit. Get that done. Uh, we wanted to get Sammy on the show because fucking... He's a real G, switch tray gang. You know what I'm saying? What more can be said? As you can tell, Safe is very excited about Sammy Winter. He's a big fan. I'm super hyped on him. As soon as Pizza Skateboards came at us with the cunt photo, Sammy was one of the first ones to comment on it with Chima. I was like, he's got to be a real one. He's coming on the show if he's down, you know? But <laughs> I knew from time, man. Them Aussies keep it real. Studio E keeps it real. It's a real, it's a real ass interview. Some fucking real talk, yo. How many times are we going to say real? <laughs> Let's just get the interview going so we can stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop it off. Let's yeah. go. All right, y'all. We got Sammy Winter in the building. Well, not quite in the building, you know. We're kind of far away, but what's going on, man? Say what's up to the people. Yeah, how you going? Good, good. <laughs> so we start every episode off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Probably favorite skate moment was going pro because everyone fucking, you know, that's something that everyone wants to kind of do. For sure. Maybe not everyone, but I definitely wanted to. That was pretty cool. Favorite sport moment. I don't really fuck with many sports apart from basketball and shit. I know sports, like maybe like... When that dude, fuck, what was his name? The guy that, the Australian, like, in the Winter Olympics is, like, the the speed skater. And, like, everyone else fell over and he was coming last. And then he came through at the end and won gold medal for Australia and had never been done before. <laughs> what was that dude's name? He was pretty sick. I've never heard of him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's fucking, he's a no one. But he, he got a gold medal for Australia in the Winter Olympics, which is pretty sick. That's fucking rad. You ain't got a basketball moment, man. You might make make my friend here happy if you bust out some um, NBA knowledge. Yeah, well, I used to. I played. I played for a long time. I got like a scholarship to a school and stuff. Ooh, so I played what? ball go. or skating. Yeah, you trying to step to yeah. me on the court, B? I, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm down to play some pickup. <laughs> but um, 
it was when I was mad young. So like I was like 13 and shit and then mm-hmm. everyone got big and I got over it. And I, was, I went to a, a private school to play ball for them and then I kind of hated it because I grew up in like public schools and shit, like having girlfriends and going skating and surfing and shit like that. And then went to this gnarly strict fucking college and just pretty much made me hate basketball yeah (laughs) or just like the the competitiveness of it you know i was just like training every day and it was just like got too real how tall are you i'll be like i don't know like six one or something 188 centimeters you guys fuck with centimeters right we we fuck with centimeters yeah we're about the same height you know what i'm saying (laughs) what position did you play uh played some shooting guard but then i switched over to point guard in high school Sounds like we're playing the same same positions, bro. <laughs> I might, we might have to set this up, man. <laughs> yeah, who's paying for the flight? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Toronto's got the Toronto's got a fucking your last team though, right? Yeah, just lost game one, round one yesterday in the playoffs for the fourth year in a row. Oh, perfect. AKA yeah. <laughs> typical trash. It's all about the comeback, though. I reckon, like, yeah, we always start off slow though. It's uh starting to get sick and tired of this shit, man. That's kind of like my football team. They always kind of come back to win. Which yeah. People get people get scared and then they do the return of the Jedi and then everyone's <laughs> stoked again. <laughs> <laughs> they better. How'd you first get into skating? Where'd you grow up? What's the story of the come up? Um, I just grew up in like a beach town in Queensland in a place called the Sunshine Coast. It's basically just kind of like, it's kind of similar to Southern California, but completely different, obviously. But just like lots of little beach towns and... So everyone, everyone just kind of like surfs or skates and I don't know plays football and shit. But I, I just had older buddies that were like surfers and skaters and like fucking got us into like punk music and fucking just those older dudes that are like like five years or so older. So you like look up to them as a kid because they're like they're so fucking cool at that age. Yeah. I got my first board off them and like my buddy Lee that lived up the street from me. He gave me a, my first board and then I guess. I have two brothers, so it was just like competing with each other to like see who could bomb biggest hills. And like my younger brother was basically just like the crash test dummy, would send him down like <laughs> big hills first and then kind of turn him into a bit of a tough nut. He's pretty gnarly. That's fucking sick. So tell us a little bit about how you first got sponsored and uh, came up in the skate world. I didn't really get sponsored until kind of later. I was working full time, I was working at a kitchen painting factory after school after i finished high school with one of my good buddies and we were just like obviously just like working so we could skate basically so Mm -hmm. every payday at the end of the week we'd go to the skate shop and buy like two boards just so we had for like filming over the weekend and shit because most of the time you'd at least break one board or something over the weekend especially then when all you wanted to do was fucking skate stairs and shit yeah yeah (laughs) just huck a 10 stair like yeah (laughs) but um yeah i guess like I first started getting boards through Andrew Curry. He started flying me S shoes when I was probably like 17 or something, about 17. And then I met Al Boglio through him. And then I was just, I pretty much just went from buying boards to getting flow cliche boards. So I had some photos come out in some Australia mag, like a slam interview or something back in the day. And I was rocking cliche boards. And then Boglio hit us up and was like, do you want to get some boards? And I was like, yeah, sweet. Like, back when Cliché was kind of still quite European and, like, uh, I don't know, pretty. I, I thought it was pretty fresh back then or whatever. I was pretty into, like, the brand and, like, the way it looked and shit. 
So I was mm-hmm. stoked. I went from like buying boards to getting fucking dope boards, you know, like fucking Lucas Quig yeah. boards and shit. Sick. That's what's really good. Yeah, no, sick. My only board sponsor ever. <laughs> yeah, so fast forward, you're you're fully on cliche. You seem to get in with the right crowd. The Ardo Saris of the world, you're on analog and shit flying around. How'd you go from uh, cliche like flow Australia to fucking next level flying around the world sponsored guy? Uh, yeah, I know it's pretty fucking weird. I kind of reckon I probably got pretty lucky to like right place, right time kind of thing. Met the right people. Definitely was never like the fucking the best skater, but um, I don't know. I think just maybe just had a few opportunities. And I was just there at the right time and stuff, you know. I met, like, um, Arto and Dylan through Luke Croker because Croker was riding for, like, Crooked and Nike and stuff back in the day. We we grew up skating a lot together. And then he introduced me to, like, Stefan and Dylan and stuff like that. And then Oblo. And I was literally skating flat ground in Melbourne. Um, I was down there just, like, filming with some buddies and stuff, just, like, getting, getting out of Sydney or whatever. And then... Uh, yeah, I was skating flat ground in front of the skate shop and Dylan just thought I'd, I don't know, he liked my form or something. <laughs> and then he started, he started, he's like, dude, that kid's got a good key flip and shit. And I was like, fuck, sweet, whatever. So I, I skated with those dudes over the weekend. And when Gravis was still kind of like just, it was just like Arto and Dylan and Jake Johnson and then like a couple of like the European dudes and stuff, it was like, it was still, you know, it was like a five-man team or something. And I had just finished like a... A contract with DC in like Australia, so I was kind of over that as well. Like, just I don't know it's just like kind of perfect timing, really. And then we just started. I started talking with Oblo, and then went on some trips and fucking yeah. I guess just started traveling heaps. So it was like fucking happened pretty quickly. I guess yeah. overnight success off a of flat ground kickflip, eh? It's all about the form, dog. God damn, dude. <laughs> we need to work on our kickflip form. That's for sure. Yeah, what the fuck? Straight up, I got lucky. <laughs> So cliche turned you pro in 2013, and you uh, you released uh, a pro part that uh, some people might say had some uh, interesting editing. Not too many tricks, but uh, it was a pretty long part. You uh, you catch some hate for that yeah, one or what? I didn't choose that fucking song either. <laughs> that shit was that was yeah that was kind of annoying because it was like all the music I put forward they couldn't do because it's like budgets and fucking weird shit and like. Yeah, it ended up just kind of being like just something that I wasn't really like that into and it was never it was just like mixed footage too I've never really that's one thing I've never really had an opportunity to just like work on a video part with like the one filmer yeah. and like put out put out a thing that's just like its own thing mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment because I never really had the chance that was just like footage from like you know all over him and there and everywhere and I just like put together by some other dude and then like some shitty music put on top and was just kind of like, oh, fuck you know like yeah what do you do like and it was pretty frustrating but fuck you get over shit <laughs> did heaps of whack shit anyway yeah gary rogers came at you on skateline man how did that feel oh i thought that was kind of sick <laughs> i was hyped on that <laughs> yeah he's funny man yeah he's a I back that dude. He's fucking hilarious. Skateboarding needs more shit like that. People need to pipe up. So oh, talking yeah. some shit. That's what I'm saying. So what? Uh, what was the the deal with your uh, with the Savage graphic, man? The delivery room board. That was a pretty interesting first one, eh? Yeah, I guess I just I used to drink heaps of whiskey and I used to fucking I don't know maybe be a bit loose. So <laughs> I just thought it would be kind of I don't know. I was just like 
I was kind of like, I'm old enough to have a bit of like 90s kind of influence of like when board graphics were quite uh, interesting and kind of mm-hmm. a bit gnarly and a bit kind of like, conf- like a bit confronting and stuff. So I kind of wanted my first board to be something a bit, you know, like unique. But um, yeah, I think it was cool. And just having like Mark McKee do your first board was pretty sick as well. So I don't know, I just thought came up with the idea and then he just drew it and it was just kind of like all right sweet (laughs) came out sick but yo so you're saying you're off the whiskey now or what um yeah pretty much i just drink beer man i can't fucking drink hard liquor anymore i do do dumb shit (laughs) every now and again yo back to the pro part for a sec i forgot gotta give you mad props uh just watching all your footage i could find on youtube again and uh, I forgot you were a member of the Switch Trade Gang, oh, so fuck. mad respect, bro. You know what I'm saying? Brotherhood. <laughs> Cheers, bro. <laughs> that, one, that one was fresh. That one was fresh. The double set? Yeah, down the... down yeah. the. Is it a three flat three with a long flat? Uh, the Prudential one in Sydney, yeah. Prudential. That's the name of it. Switch Trade Gang, man. Switch Trade Gang. Stand up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's one of those tricks that I just never thought growing up. Like, my friends could do them a shit. It's like, fucking never going to do that trick, you know? And then one day you just figure it out, I don't know. And now it's just like, kind of like a staple trick that you can just do. But, you know, when you're like growing up, the dudes can do shit. And you're just like, how the fuck can they do that? Yeah. And somehow you like, one day just like figure some shit out. And Don- Donald feels left out now. No, he's still trying to I- figure it out. Just gonna say, I can definitely relate, man. I used to go on trips with Brian Wedding, you know. So I just, I, I look at, I look at the Wedding switch chase and just fucking, oh my get all god, up on that shit. Photosynthesis <laughs> over the garbage can, one of the best ones ever done. Yeah, he's got the best ones for sure. So getting back to cliche a little bit. Now you're riding blank boards. Uh, what's the story there, man? What happened with the breakup? I guess, I mean, to be honest, cliche was kind of doing some whack shit for a while, and I was like, pretty like off it you know and then like mm-hmm. fucking heaps of people got like pay cuts and just like just shit was fucking nothing was really going like how it used to be like how like i remembered it it just kind of got a bit like it just kind of when it, when it went to dwindle i feel like certain things happened that were good but i think it kind of lost a bit of its kind of heart and soul and i just i don't know i could just see it gradually over the years getting losing its kind of losing what it was what it was just like a sick european brand and shit but um i don't know i guess when a company folds you just there's not much you can really do you just all right well i don't have a fucking board sponsor now which is they kind of handled it in a in a cool way like they like sending everyone blank boards and stuff because i've ridden the same shape for like seven years right so i started writing some other boards because i got sent some other boards and it was pretty fucking crazy it was just like like tray flips and shit felt all crazy and i was just like what the fuck is going on man like just you get so used to something, you get spoiled, you know, you get so used mm-hmm. to riding this this one fucking shape and then when you're trying to ride some new shit and you can't just do shit that you normally could, you like start flipping out. But obviously you just gotta get used to new shit. But um yeah, I'm kinda loving the blank boards, just reminds me of like when I the first boards I get when I was like a kid and stuff, they were always just blanks because they were the cheapest ones. And it's got some old like Tom Penny shit too, you know, like when he just rode just like fucking wood grain boards and shit. Hell yeah. It's always pretty always pretty fresh. Hey man, I feel you on this uh, board free agency shit. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> skating expedition boards for a few years and then now I'm board to board. Don't know what brand it's going to be. Don't know what shape it's going to be. It's fucking... It's hard. It's kind of fun though. I don't know. Well, you're tall too, so you probably ride a longer wheelbase too. That was my whole thing. Like when you get boards that are shorter, fucking can't stand short boards. Eh? It's the worst. <laughs> I just went back to an 8.1. I can actually flip my board again. It's so fun. Yeah, it's dope. 
Oh, what Exp- Expedition's like fucking cooked now as well, right? It's another brand in the last like year that fucking it's pretty crazy how different like the board brand thing is right now. It's like it's fucking changed so much just over the last few years. It's gnarly. Like a lot of the big board brands now are just like suffering, and then there's like. The little brands are doing really well. It's like a complete fucking 180. It's crazy. I feel like they have less overhead and shit, and they're just able to fucking... Less risk and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like the artist who's running the brand and just doing it all himself, cutting out all these other guys. I fucking kind of back it, too, though. It's like everything's got to... You can't be, like, the top dog forever, you know? Like, a lot of brands and stuff have, like, a 20-year kind of, like, cycle, and then you can't be cool forever, you know? Like... Brands change and styles change and shit. It's like skating's always been pretty like up and down. If you, you know, you look into like just like over the last twenty years or so, it's like shit fucking changes. You know, something can't always just be cool. I think I think it's kind of like it sucks to see certain brands go and stuff, but at the same time, it's like just remember it for what it was. Don't try and like fake the funk and put a twist on it and like fucking <laughs> just like have it be that and, and then you should come in and yeah just fucking let some shit die you know brands have a lifespan man easier said than done if you're working at the brand though i'm sure yeah. <laughs> or the guy who started it <laughs> i mean yeah for sure <laughs> Over the years, you've had some pretty choice sponsors, Gravis, Analog, Cliche. What's with you picking all the companies that go under, down under? Fuck. I've been, I've been asked this question a few times. I know maybe I'm just a fucking curse, huh? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, really. But uh, fuck, I don't know. They were all pretty cool for a while <laughs> until they fucking put my ass on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was pretty sick though when we when Gravis was first a thing. Like we used to stay at the fucking nicest places and shit. And I obviously like went from like just being like dude in Australia to like staying in a fucking Shangri La and like <laughs> going to Japan and staying at like Cerulean Tower and shit. It was like fuck, man. It was pretty crazy. That Burton money was nice. Yeah, exactly. That snowboard money. <laughs> See, I fuck with snowboarding. Not that I've ever done it. I've actually never snowboarded in my life, but. At least they support when it. And it's paying for you to stay <laughs> at all in hotels yeah, and exactly. fly around the world. Fuck. I love snowboarding. And they too. made real good luggage and shit. <laughs> I said I fuck with snowboarding. They made six pack holders. <laughs> the Burton six pack holder was so fucking good. It's like insulated, keeps your beers cold, and you just like put it over your shoulder. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Snowboarders like to get fucking wasted for sure. Oh yeah. Huff footwear. Winter is coming. Be wary. What? <laughs> He's losing it, man. <laughs> All right, so we talked about you riding blank boards a little bit before. You got plans? You got any uh, anybody ringing up your phone, man? Who's a, who's the next board sponsor going to be? <laughs> I got no one ringing up my phone. I've been talking to, like, a couple people and stuff and, like, friends and shit like that, but um, nothing, like, I don't know. I'm not really, like, too worried about it. I just want to – I've been working on, like, a video part at the moment with a couple of my buddies here. I kind of want to put out something that I actually – want to put out instead of just always having to like put little things out here and here that don't really have much like vibe behind it so um yeah i don't know hopefully just like i'm not trying to like jump on some shit if it's something i don't want you know i'm like 31 now and i'm like don't really care for just riding for a brand just to ride for a brand you know so like 
I would have, like, years ago, I would have just been like, yeah, sweet, like, fucking get sponsored by someone and, like, get a fucking check or something. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I got my, I got my uh, company that I run with my business partner. So, like, skating's, like, always going to fucking be, like, right there. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not just going to be like... Oh, I'm going to fucking ride for almost or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> choice. <laughs> God damn, you know, I was about to send them my tape. <laughs> Safe as in negotiations. I'm just kidding, the- but yeah, truer words have never been spoken. I feel you so much. I'm like 28, so we're in the same like ballpark. And at this yeah. point, it's like, fuck, ride for something you're actually hyped on, you know? You got people ringing up your phone too? No. They don't call us after 25. They don't call anyone. <laughs> yeah. at, this, at this age, it's like, fuck, ride for something local that like is helping your friends or something or ride for something that you really fuck with. Exactly. Well, I know Spanish is screening your calls, dog, so. <laughs> I feel like people from our generation too are like getting to that age where people are starting brands and like it's like the next, it's like it's turning over now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like. They, I mean, obviously, it's, you can't put yourself in the same basket as that, but, like, you think of, like, when Girl started and, like, growing up, to me, Girl was, like, the fucking shit, you know? Like, Girl and Chocolate was the videos that they made and, like, Rick and Mike and all those dudes created just, like, this fucking, this rad thing. And obviously, it's, like, kind of, like, different now and stuff, but, like, I feel like generations get older and they start becoming, like fucking business owners and they start doing like the next thing and then the next generation of young dudes coming up they put a squad together and then they're the next dudes you know like what's happening with like fa and stuff now you know like nakel and all those young you know those young kids are like they're kind of like the the next dudes and shit so it's like it's just i think that's what's going to happen now with like newer brands and younger dudes going to be like the next fucking big dogs yeah fa is is still kind of like run by the old dogs but i'd say like primitive that's like kind of a newer generation thing where like paul's the man he's like the generation after yeah the ricks and everything who else that's that's a good point though even like pontus for instance like he's got polar and he he used to rap a cliche back in the day and he's like a euro og dude you know and now he's got like the new his squad of euro dudes that are all doing things and it's looking sick and like I know it's like it's just like I think it's just like a natural progression of fucking this industry and what happens, you know. You guys at Huff do that stuff pretty good too. The trip videos. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Huff, the whole Huff program is sick. It's mm-hmm. fucking they they employ all the right dudes and shit. Like all the film stuff they put out is rad. It's just it's good, and everyone's just like everyone's the homie too. So it's trips and stuff are always fucking sweet, and it's not really like that many like kids either like everyone's kind of like a grown-ass man which is yeah kind of nice makes the vibe easy yeah i never thought about that there's no yeah. youngins on huff yeah it's pretty it's it's sweet and uh in bon voyage you had a couple clips with the bald head we're just wondering over here at the bunt is uh bald sammy gonna make an appearance in 2017 fuck depends if bald sammy wants to have a fucking wifey anymore <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. That was fucking that. We did that on a bender. That was like a, that was a, that was a, one of those decisions that you make on a bender. You know, <laughs> I've done it twice actually. I probably, I probably both on benders. But there's um, no going back after that. Yeah, yeah. I was single. I was, I was single and shit. Then you know, I had nothing to lose. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I look like a psycho too. Like, it's, 
it's not a good look for me I'm it was you. so out of nowhere yeah, yeah when the footage came out i was like wait is that a guest skater it's shocking man it's like, <laughs> yeah i'd be like i'd go to the bar and stuff and there'd be someone in front of me like ordering a beer and i'd look back and i'd be like oh do you want to get to the bar man like people were like <laughs> shook because i looked like a fucking psycho <laughs> you kind of did yeah <laughs> yeah right this way step right up to the bar you need a drink no everything's good you can still switch heel manny though respect broken teeth and shit yeah it's not a psychotic switch heel manny's yeah louis actually r.i.p to the man right there yeah that was in the end of that clip so you just released a signature capsule collection with huff first off what the fuck is that second congrats tell us a little bit about it <laughs> <laughs> okay so this i'm glad you fucking brought this up because um it was meant to be a cliche collaboration oh so what had happened is this shit takes like fucking two years to even fucking surface too. Like this shit was planned so long ago. So what happened was it was all kind of done with like me cliche, like how like Brad did crooked thing and like mm -hmm. Pete's done like a thunder spitfire thing or like, you know, it's just like whatever your sponsors were do a collab thing and just do like, so I was like, Oh cool. Like, yeah. I want to do like a white leather high top classic high, like, skating that shoe I like that shit it looks sweet and then the clothes I had I had say on the shoes and then the clothing stuff I was just kind of like this is the clothing and I was like oh really you're gonna put my name like just on a fucking hoodie or something that's pretty fucking crazy like <laughs> not Christian Hasoy or someone you know it's like fuck that's weird but um, yeah you know some of those things you don't really have much control over but I was psyched on the shoe and I was stoked at like Huff gave us like the just the opportunity to do it, it was sick. But um, yeah, pretty funny. Fuck. Makes a little more sense now. I had no idea what the hell a signature capsule collection was, but it's supposed <laughs> to be a collaboration. Makes perfect sense. It was meant to be for cliche, but then they just took the cliche thing off, and then and then it was just like, oh well, you'll just make the royalty from it, and I was just like, all right, sweet, like <laughs> fuck whatever, like. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. They gave you royalties. You never know, fucking colorways and shit like that skate industry is not like uniform so i didn't know if uh if they were just getting all the money or or giving sammy some cake too that's dope yeah no that fucking it's pretty sweet over there like they look after everyone pretty good it's cool so now that i know what a signature capsule is <laughs> collection buddy <laughs> capsule collection uh was good with uh you know what i'm saying a little across the world box you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh yeah i got you <laughs> uh, you don't need no shoes man that's for sure. I need a winter is coming t-shirt. That's what I need. Fuck, I could make one. <laughs> yeah, so you have your own brand going right now too. Is that is that yours last call? Yeah, so it's me and a buddy that I used to uh well we've been friends for years. I was just skate homie and I he uh did a business course and shit and we uh ran a small screen printing operation together, like a small business together a couple years back and made some money from that business and put it into this and now we're doing like uh we just didn't want to like fucking, it's just like, it was just too much work and we were like, we wanted to be more creative and just do our mm -hmm. own thing. So now it's just like, we just turned it into this brand and we're just fucking making shit and oh, yeah. doing a collab, doing a collaboration soon with this like brand that hasn't been around for years. Like this brand in Australia, uh, it was like from like the mid nineties called Time Skateboards. I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember Time, but it was like, it was like growing up in Australia, it was like the fucking fresh brand, you know, like it's a fresh Sick. Australian brand. It'd be like, Probably like the equivalent of what Passport is now to like the Australian scene, kind of, you know, like they okay. made cool graphics, they had the sick teams, they made like 
rad videos and shit. So yeah, we're doing this collaboration with them right now, making boards and shit. It's gonna be pretty fucking pretty fun. That's what's up. Don't uh, don't tell Safer too much about your plans because he's gonna be hitting you up on uh, text, email, FaceTime, <laughs> asking for gear. Nah, 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 nah. I'll give you the promo code. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit cut your little tax off <laughs> what are your thoughts on on the skate industry as a whole these days though where like you can be pro but there's so many fucking pros out there that you know it's not it's not uncommon to have a job outside of skating on the side well yeah actually well fuck pretty funny when i turned pro so like you know you're talking about gravis and shit and like you know i was making pretty decent money like traveling the world and stuff and then I turned pro, and then Gravis went under. So the first like year of me being, or first like eighteen months of me being a pro skater, you know, like yeah, I'm fucking fucking pro skater now. Man. It's crazy, <laughs> and I'm just like making fucking no money, which is pretty hilarious. I was working full time and like, oh yeah. So the irony of it was quite funny. Like I was literally smashing it as an amateur. Yeah. And then I turned pro and everything just fucking fell to bits. But no, oh, it's like, fuck. everything's different and stuff now. But like, it was just like funny how it fucking worked out. But yeah, I'm not like, I'm not afraid of fucking working and shit like that. I've always kind of had to, so. Did you not get like a, a new contract with Gravis that they had to pay out or anything? Like you just got fucked over? Um, well... We got paid out a certain amount of our contract. Okay. So, like, we didn't get paid in full. We got, like, I think, every, obviously, everyone's contracts were different. So, I'm sure Dylan and Arto's contracts were fucking crazy because they had, you know, clothing lines and shoes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think everyone, it wasn't, like, a complete fucking sour taste left in the mouth after that. I think, like, they tried to handle it as well as they could. I think I got, like, six months pay which is better than fucking nothing, you know? That's pretty fresh. Yeah, that one kind of came out of nowhere. I remember, like, we all got together one night, and we are like... Because the news came pretty, like, out of nowhere. We were at Arto's house one afternoon, like, yeah, Gravis is done, fucking analog's done, like, say goodbye to all your fucking everything, whatever, so oh, fucking crazy. <laughs> and I got a white tee, that shirt, and I got, like, a Sharpie and just wrote fuck Burton on it. <laughs> we're not... <laughs> We're not bowling that and I was just all mad and shit. It's like, you know, it's like fuck Burton man, it's like parading around in my fuck Burton shirt. But yeah, I don't know. We interviewed uh Ryan Gallant. At least you waited till after it was over. He got fucked yeah. with the fuck mall shops. Yeah, that situation was crazy. That I was like that's when I was still writing for DC because I used to go on trips with Gallant and stuff. And like some of like the international dudes. When all that shit happened, it was so crazy. It was like, and he just like got this nice house in Carlsbad and shit, and like mm -hmm. fucking those dudes were making heaps of money too. It's like fuck, would have been so gnarly for him. He's a fucking legend too. Oh yeah, straight legend, true East G. So uh, we know our boy Wade. Wade Desarmo focuses more boards than the rest of the skate industry combined. But it looks like you've got a little bit of a temper yourself, my man. What is it that uh, sets you off, G? And do you think you could give Wade a run for his money or what? I don't reckon I give Wade a run for his money. I don't know. <laughs> I used to be, I used to be like when I was younger, I cared more, you know? So like, mm -hmm. I don't fucking care as much anymore these days. So I'll still have a snap and like a freak out every now and again if I've just like been trying something for a ridiculous amount of time or something. But like, for the most part these days, I fucking, 
and I've like smashed my hands into bits and stuff too. Like I've fucking got arthritis in my hands and stuff. I'm not trying to like punch shit anymore and like be oh, be be the angry guy. You know, like it's just fucking. You grow out of that shit, I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'll still fucking, I'll still rip rip a nose or a tail off my board here or there. But I don't know. I just, it, it's less these days. I just don't fucking care as much. <laughs> the jaw vibes are real. Yeah. I don't smoke as much weed anymore, that's why too. You think it helps? You think like smoking less weed helps be more chill? Yeah, I reckon like when I smoked heaps of weed, I was like more fucking aggro and shit because I was just like way more in my own head. Mm. <laughs> it's like, but fuck yourself by like just being like fucking off hazy upstairs. We're huge sports fans over here at the Bunt, and uh, we hear you're into Australian football. First of all, what the hell is going on in that game? And uh, have you ever played? <laughs> no, I'm not into Australian football, like Aussie rules. I like rugby league, though. Oh, you like rugby? Rugby's like, yeah. Aussie rules is some Victorian shit. I don't fuck with that. Those dudes are fucking, like, running around with no heads on and shit. It's, it's a very messy game. It looks insane. We watched, like, three yeah. minutes of a game just now. And had no idea what was popping off, man. Can I just call out? We we got some misinformation. Ryan Allen, you bastard. Oh, fucking. Is, he goes, what the? F- I listen to him. <laughs> fucking, fucking Ryan Allen. God damn it. Yeah, you got anything to say to Ryan Allen? We kind of like, we've, we've always had a love-hate relationship, me and Ryan. Most people do. <laughs> he can be a fucking asshole, but, you know, so can I. But um, yeah, I think we, our personalities just clashed. When he took over like TMing for a little bit at Gravis and Analog, fuck me and him were just like butt heads like crazy. But then like, you know, whatever. We're homies still to this day. I love that dude. But fucking, we just got some like, he's, he's got the rage as well, you know? <laughs> when, two, when two people got that fucking weird like hockey temper shit, it just, it clashes, you know? And I was probably just being like a fucking young, drunk, Fucking cunt. Yeah, Ryan's the man. Pissing him off. <laughs> He's like, you need to fucking get an ad. And I'm just like, shut up, cunt. Just like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's just looking out for you. I could definitely see that. Because he definitely has a temper too. I've seen him snap <laughs> a few times. Oh, yeah. You seen his fucking nose? <laughs> that thing's had a few touch-ups. <laughs> uh, you gotta love Ryan, though. He's the man. Yeah. He's the OG Canadian. Yeah. What was that band he played into? He was in like a fucking successful band back in the day. Mm, I got no idea. Garage band or something? Yeah. Ryan Allen was in like a successful fucking touring band like back in the day. They were on like fucking TV and shit. Uh, I know he likes uh, getting whooped in uh, Halo by me, or at least he used to back <laughs> in the day. So I could see him being good at garage band, but that's about it. And he likes dyeing his like red skate highs into pink skate highs because he's a real trendy 45 year old right <laughs> <laughs> oh! right oh. oh we're gonna have to get him he was quite proud of those shoes actually we're gonna have to get a ryan response in the streets you got one last word for ryan before we move on oh fuck not really i mean i'm sure i'll hear about it pretty soon like <laughs> he's always talking smack on social media anyway he's yeah. talking he talks shit on everything oh yeah I love, I love it. I think keep it up. I fucking, it's, it's entertaining. Oh, yeah. well, I just choose to take it as like when he makes fun of me on Instagram or whatever. I just take it as 
that's how he shows love no absolutely yeah <laughs> for sure all right so tell us a little bit about the fight on the first team average trip uh me and dylan mm-hmm. heard it involved you dylan and, and lots and lots of blood oh yeah fuck I mean, we'd been drinking all day, and then we got to the pub where we were staying at, and then Dylan bought a bottle of whiskey, and then we drank that, and then I think Dylan said something crazy that, like, fucking pissed me off. He was like, I fucking pay for your life, or said something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you fucking pay for my life, huh? And then we started, like, kind of just scrapping, but not like, you know, like, friend, like, not like just punching each other out. But then... It kind of just got a bit, like, went from, like, wrestling to, like, getting a bit more heated. And then Dylan got real aggro. And I didn't really, like, want to, like, fight my friend kind of thing. But then, <laughs> then like, we kind of got, like, in, he, he got me in this, like, headlock. And then I was just, like, then I just, like, snapped. And then fucking just, like, threw him into the cupboard. And he kind of, like, went headfirst into the cupboard. And then... I don't know, shit was just going crazy and then we like started smashing all the windows and like there was just lots of glass, Ooh. smashed glass everywhere what? and like, yeah, just blood and stuff. But then like 10 minutes later, there's that photo of me and Dylan where he's like sitting on my lap and we're like hugging, we're both like shirtless and obviously just fucking drunk as humans alive. But that was kind of like our relationship, man, because we would like travel so much together. We'd be in each other's faces so constantly that it was like a brotherly kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah. So when you're in each other's face all the time, your best friend can be like, you just, you just get over it. You're just like, get the fuck away from me, you know? Like, but yeah, plenty of, plenty of those stories about Dylan. Fuck. Good times, though. Great times. Yeah, uh, fuck. Uh, I gave Donovan a black guy once and he gave me a light concussion <laughs> so we, we we know how that goes we've got into a couple yeah. scraps sometimes yeah. man that's how that's how you know who's your, who's your real friends you know <laughs> yeah because you know they'll get over a quick fight you know it's not real until you've made the other one bleed exactly some primal shit still hold a grudge over that black eye though man mm, you could still skate i couldn't <laughs> is josh powell the best skateboarder ever it's funny you say that. He's definitely the one. He's just like the chosen one. He's just, I've known him since he was... He's, he's, he grew up in the town next to where I grew up, and him and my younger brother are the same age. So I've known Josh since he was like fucking nine years old or something, like a long time. Damn. Um, and he's just always been good at stuff. Like he was a good footballer. He was always good at skating. Like he's just a very on-point human he doesn't fuck around you know if you go to a skate spot he's got a broom he's got wax he's got a grinding block you know he's like he's got the sign that fits perfectly so you can go up the curb to skate <laughs> you know he's just he's measured and he like gets shit done he's fucking he's a g you gotta have a yeah. friend like that i got two josh clark and mitch barrett it's always essential to have someone who's fucking willing to make this the session happen no matter what and he's another one that you know works a full-time job and just like handles handles it i gotta look him up does he have a part on youtube or anything he's a passport guy right he's on passport yeah he's probably for passport he's probably been riding his board don't even know who it is (laughs) i'm riding a passport (laughs) board right now respect man i i used to consider myself an elite skateboard nerd (laughs) and like i would literally watch every single video on heliclips every day and then fucking it just this the whole skate world and the internet just got so big that i kind of gave up it's impossible to keep up you can't keep up you gotta choose like the people you want to keep up with now. yeah yeah for sure all right so what's next for sammy doc you know you got you're working on a part 
You got your brand? Um, I mean, that's pretty much kind of it. I mean, there's some trips coming up this year. Uh, I'm gonna do like a Carhartt thing later on in the year to Europe. And there'll be there'll be some kind of half thing coming up sometime, probably during the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, nothing. I don't really travel heaps these days because I've got a lot of stuff keeping me here, you know, like business and stuff like that. But um, it kind of works good for me because like I've got my partner here, I've got business here, like my whole life's here now. So I can't really just be away for a long time. But sure. there'll be some things coming out by the end of the year. So yeah, it should be cool. Hell yeah, man! Looking forward to it. It's just randomly popped into my head. Do you know Quade Baker? And he's one of the greatest of all time just from this one video part i've watched probably hundreds of times on youtube thoughts on quade baker Wade's the shit <laughs> so i put like an australian um huff team together and he was like getting converse for ages and stuff and like they just never did anything and he's been like good forever too like he's just like an under just like one of those dudes from perth Perth's so like away from everywhere it's such a like a a city that's just so far away from everywhere but like there's always been a sick scene there and he's like ripped forever yeah so when i put the when i put the team together i just hit him up i was like fuck i've always loved the way he skated you want to come over and like do something at huff you know at least you're gonna get fucking shoes and like go on trips and stuff so yeah he's he's the fucking man he's sick sick i had no idea i don't know how what the the community is like out there if you even knew him but that's dope you're a fan too it's it's funny though because like for people who know like you just mentioned you're like he's the greatest of all time. So like, yeah, if you skate with him, you know that he is like, he's that fucking good. He's sick. Yeah, fucking uh, Wade put me onto him a couple of years ago. Actually, a while ago now, maybe like five, six years ago. And uh, yeah, just YouTube, watch everything I could find on YouTube. And he has this one part, but just I couldn't stop watching. He's got amazing style. If Quade, you ever hear this, I'm a huge fan, Doug. The half cab front Smith, front of an eighty out at Woolstores and stuff. Does the yeah, shit. yeah, 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 and switch heel back. Nose that, that famous, that famous ledge that goes across the building at Woolstores in Perth that all those dudes skated. He like fucked that place up. Yeah, I think I forget the specific line. It was like fakey crook or something, and then he does a switch heel back nose grind so perfectly. Damn. Yeah, shouts to Quade Baker. Quaid. Yeah, shout out to Quade. You're the man. <laughs> It's that time we've all been waiting for. Rapid fire with the ghost, baby. This week brought to you by the Source Skate Shop. And you know they got everything you need to get your summer going. Polar, Welcome, Quasi, Doomsayers, and Modus Bearings. And you better believe our boy Sammy Winter rides for Modus. And I got a pair in myself. And you know I use the Modus tool to throw them things in. So head over to the Source in-store or online at sourceboards.com and get yourself some fresh gear for this summer. Are you ready? Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> what's, what's coming? <laughs> About to get heated up in here and uh, winter is coming. That's what's coming. Winter is coming and I feel like he's a real one. So brace yourselves. Favorite skater? Gina. Favorite video? Chocolate tour. Favorite video part? My Carol Modus Operandi. Favorite style? Ave. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Fuck, I'm gonna say Shane O'Neill, because I've known him since he was like 10 years old and he is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. We got to see him skate last summer and it is. It's not right. He's been that good. He's been that good since he was like a kid. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Favorite trick? Kickflip. <laughs> Hardest trick for you? 
Surfy flips, varial flips. Oh. Damn, B. Switch and regular. It's 2017, guys. Shit's trending. You gotta learn that shit. And then I grew up by the beach too. All the surfers could do them, and I couldn't even fucking do them. Shit's <laughs> hard, man. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe the switch tray. I don't know. Or the Ooh. back lip in France at the at the rally hubba. Yeah. Oh, switch tray gang, yo. I like the switch tray too. Stand <laughs> up. Or the the big spin fakie Manny was fucked. Oh yeah. On the big drop one? Oh, the one on the long manual play? Jesus. Part? Yeah, because at one second, like, you almost lose the mani, and then you hold on, and it's then you just drop right off the fucking mountain. <laughs> and, I, and I still wasn't happy when I made no, it, so I cheese, looked so yeah. pissed off. <laughs> oh, that was, that was fucking hammer. But yeah. I think that was, that was like four hours or something. That was a long one. Oh. Hey, it was worth it, I'm sure. Switch tray, stand up. <laughs> uh, most illegal trick. Look at all these body varials that people are doing at the moment. I don't really fuck with that. They're everywhere. Maybe I'm just too old. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like, so many people we interview are, are not down with that shit. And most of the people we interview are, like, around our age or older. So it's good to know that, like, some people aren't yeah. down. It's these goddamn Instagram kids. <laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. Fuck, I've seen Chima do some crazy shit over the years. Some of the stuff that Dylan did in that Gravis part was fucking crazy as well. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could pinpoint one trick, but I'd say between those two dudes, there's been a handful of, like, crazy ones. Dylan's kickflip front Smith on that bump to fucking rail was insane. Yeah, he went in on that video part. The part's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's fucked. I was, I, was, I was there for a lot of those tricks. I was, like, closer to the start of, like, the individual parts on the internet, and it was actually so yeah. memorable, and, like, you watched it a bunch of times. It wasn't just, like, yeah. watch once and forget about it. Yeah, well, and it was a DVD, which was pretty sick. Oh, true. You can't even get a DVD drive on a fucking computer when you buy one these days. <laughs> Fucked up. And yeah, shout out to Chima, my brother from another continent. Yeah, fully. Worst bunt of your career. It, I don't know if I'm much of a bunter. Probably just didn't fucking skate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sammy, you ain't a bunter. Uh, I'm we'll, sure. We'll take your word for it, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to get an audio. I mean, I'm going to get audio from ryan allen to confirm that oh uh, yeah he'll fucking he'll so you need you need someone else like that motherfucker to like stitch me up yeah not off the top of my head i will say i'm not a bunter but you know what fuck i could have done all kinds of bunting over the years hey, I, I heard this wasn't a bunt but when you were in toronto uh toronto people will appreciate this i heard you uh almost kicked the back nose blunted the uh bickford ledge over the what? oh shit yeah yeah that was a bunt for sure no i That's heard it wasn't example. a bunt though. i heard you like were actually sliding it and like kind of well yeah but i was being very ambitious like <laughs> i was like it's not as if i'm like the dude that does you know i'm not ryan gallant i can't just do like razor kick foot back nose bunts all the time yeah. but like i was like fuck it to be sick to do that and obviously was probably like a bit out of my mind or something and convinced myself that I possibly could. But I like landed one one foot and shit. Damn. Yeah, that was that was one that got away, man. I was fucking oh. I was spewing that he couldn't get that. Oh damn. That spot's OG. What trick was the biggest <laughs> battle for you to land? The backside foot nose manual on the loading dock revert. That was crazy. In my Bon Voyage part. That took like that was like five five times going back to get you know when you like just the only trick that you can think of is that one trick. Yeah. So you don't even go and skate other spots on other days and shit. You just every day yeah. just go back yeah. and try it again and again. And it becomes like a complete fucking mental battle. Yeah, I fucking hate that feeling. 
but it's nice to get it. The worst is when you land it sketchy, oh. or like keep landing it kind of too sketchy to use, but it counts. So in that clip, I don't really make it to the very end. I kind of come off the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm and like when it pans up to my face, like I'm fucking disgusted as usual. <laughs> but yeah, nothing is ever good enough. What's the one trick that got away? I don't know. What's the one that I missed on? You might need to get Ryan Allen for this one too, because he was probably shooting the photo. <laughs> probably just like sitting in the in the gutter, going, "Hurry up, you fucking loser." Let's go with kickback nose blunt, because you would have been an instant. Toronto legend in the history books if you landed that one. <laughs> Sorry for letting you down, Toronto. <laughs> uh, still, a, still a kook. <laughs> Who's your guilty pleasure skater? Sluggo. Oh, <laughs> Sluggo is yeah. the shit. Yeah, he is. Because <laughs> he'd come to like Bondi, like to do like the. He just does his backflip, and it's just, like everyone just fucking loses their minds. So good. <laughs> Favorite local brand. I guess you say passport because they put like a sick team together and fucking it's Australian owned. It's like my buddy that I grew up with owns and runs it, Trent. So yeah, I'd say that's definitely fucking sick. It's doing well all around the world now. People, go, you go to like places in Europe, people riding the boards. Like it's got a good team. Man, so, I'm in Canada and I'm riding a passport board right now. Yeah, they fucking make cool shit. Which leads me to ask you, why aren't you riding passport boards? <laughs> I don't know it's like there's probably like it's not really just like I don't know like it's never really been a thing for me they're all my friends and stuff but I don't know I can't really see myself being on that brand true it's like I don't really get along with Cal and Paul either to be honest <laughs> uh oh <laughs> well, not as if we like fucking I don't know I just don't fuck with certain people real shit favorite local skater Cal and Paul <laughs> There's some fucking sick young kids coming up, but um, I'll probably say Josh Paul. Favorite teammate ever? Charles Collette. Sick, sick, yo, a huge fan of that dude. He's the fucking, he's the fucking man, bro. When I first got on Cliche, like he was the one. Yeah. He'd, he like he'd just take me everywhere too, and like you know when I couldn't speak French or anything, and he would just be like, he's he's just the OG gypsy. Man, he's sick. His part in uh, Bon Appetit. Fucking so epic. Yeah. He's just like a genuine fucking good dude too. Just like wakes up, just has like a croissant coffee, drinks heaps of red wine. He's so French. He's fucking he's <laughs> Worst company. I'd say like Globe Shoes or something like that. <laughs> Damn, yo, that's an Australian thing, yo. Yeah, it was dope in the 90s. Now it's just like fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trend. Not flipping your board. Yo, that works. I back Is that, that. That's kind of a trend, right? Yeah, kind of it. Like being like good at skateboarding is not cool anymore. Yeah, like you, you used to have to be able to do kickflip backtails, you know, but now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty true. Worst style. <sighs> Me when I'm not warmed up. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. Callum Paul. No. Oh, 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 oh. That's some Oz on Oz beef, yo. <laughs> nah, we like we give it to each other. He's always talking shit. I'll talk shit straight back there. Winter is coming for you, Callum. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the interview with Sammy Winter, my man. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Yeah, cheers, boys. That was sweet. Glad to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs>
Switch trade gang, yo. If you ever come back to Canada, yeah. you know what time it is. We'll get him yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Wenning's back on board now, too. Yeah, Wenning's skating again. I'm fucking loving I'm that. I'm working that Instagram heavily. Yeah, that's the shit. Shout out to Brian Wenning, for sure. Fuck yeah, big time. All right, peace, G. Bye, boys. It's time for the post office. Harsh Toke is a band led by America's own Figgy and are both equal parts atmospheric and anarchic with unprecedented white knuckle volume abuse. This collaboration is definitely going to fly off the shelves, so pick up yours at finer skate shops worldwide before they all gone. You've got mail. All right, first off, we got an email from the lovely Pippa, and it's a quick reminder that Kids Being Kids is going to be hosted at CJ's Skate Park May 6th, this coming Saturday. So get there. Make sure you're there. It's free for kids and their families affected by cancer. Spread the word. CJ's, Saturday, May 6th. If you're interested or want to get involved, please RSVP to kidsbeingkids at cjskatepark.com. Turn up. All right, next up, we got an email from Latvia. Sorry, dog, I'm going to destroy your name. Coming in from Andres Putnins. Dear Bunt team, I got sold on you after the Darren Harper interview, and I see the show quality improving with every episode. Keep up the good work. Questions for the post office. Who of you is doing the sales for the show, reaching out to skaters, pitching the interview? Any strange, funny encounters by doing that? Like being blocked by some agent or someone demanding a fee for appearance? Well, the only fee demanded for an appearance was by our boy, Ben Blundell, who demanded tequila. And uh, we thank him for that because it made for a hilarious interview back in season two, I think. Yeah. Other than that, it's been uh, pretty smooth sailing. Uh, me and Donald both reach out to people and uh, we got mad love for the Spanish mics of the world and the Wade D's who allow us to go through their contact list. Definitely big shout to Jim at DLXSF. Always, always turning us up on the next guest. Yeah, people, once in a while, we'll just like straight DM someone out of the blue or something, but usually... That should never work. We so. have a friend of a friend. Funny story, man. I'm trying to think of some. I mean, I texted Dane Berman last week and he said no because he knows that he'll talk too much shit. I, uh, I commend you for that, Dane, but we still coming at your ass. You gonna come on here one day. <laughs> Real shit. Uh, all right, I think he's got one more question here. Next. You have been focusing on U.S. and Canadian skaters. Which Euro heads would you like to have on the show? Any chance for an all-Euro bunt season? See you guys in the streets. All the best. I Damn. mean, Donald claimed all Montreal season, I think. I just saw like a couple eps in a row Montreal. We, uh, we, we ain't going to do all anything season, but definitely get some Euro heads in there. I mean, we did do Bastion, mm -hmm. but we'll get more Euro heads popping. Fuck. Uh, which one do you want to have on the show if you could pick? If I could pick right now, maybe uh, JB Gillet. That's a nice pick. Or my main man, who's not my main man because I don't know him, but fucking... Who's that other dude I like? Please keep that in the show. Cliche guy. Oh, Kale Nuss. No, no. Well, no, he's a fucking... I'd pick Kale Nuss. He's Australia. Whatever. Have you ever seen a map, dog? All right. I'll pick <laughs> someone else. No, I, I meant... Uh, Max Jonesy. I'd, uh, for all you Barcelona Makba logos, I'd pick Christian the boss. Yeah, turn up. Makba kid. 
All right, next up, usually we don't read emails unless they have a question in them, but this one's fucking 2G, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people have been coming at me, trying to tear me down, but every once in a while, you know what I'm saying, you get something like this. This one's from Zoot Ghost. You guys are hilarious. The ghost is on point. Oh, God. <laughs> Spreading the word of the bunt to all my friends. Looking forward to hearing more. Big up from Ireland. First of all, shout out to Ireland. Second of all, shout out to Zoot Ghost. Did you read the, the subject? I'll read your fucking email anytime, even with no question. All hail the bunt, my dog. Thanks for hollering, Zoot Ghost. Yeah, I guess the ghost is pretty on point, man. Shit, I can't hate on that. <laughs> but uh, he's picking on Irishmen like Grant Patterson, so, so don't praise him too hard, all right? Yeah, I got love for the Irish. <laughs> all right, next up, we got an email from Didi. Dimitri, what up, say and Dono? Just wondering if you guys are thinking of putting out any merchandise for the fans. Also, great job on the live show. Turned out to be a great night. Keep running and keep gunning. <laughs> Damn, ain't got to worry about that, Didi. Deeds, we got a little something <laughs> brewing, you know what I'm saying? Some people have been emailing us, you know, kind of planting the seed in our heads to maybe put a little something, something out there for the people, you know what I'm saying? Nothing crazy, but stay tuned because. We coming at y'all real quick with a little one, two, three punch. Yeah, some coffee mugs, some lighters, some <laughs> ashtrays, all that little shit, you know? Yeah. All right, next up, we got an email from Christian Morgan. What up, boys? First off, I want to thank you guys for making the best podcast out there. I'm looking forward to some gunshots throughout season four. I have a feeling it's going to be a, a barn burner. burner. My question to you guys are, who do you think is the most overrated skateboarder and why? And also, what do you think about using a piece of wood at the spot? You guys think it's illegal or no? Uh, right, great questions. Love that email. Are pretty good, yeah. yeah. All right, let's hit the wood one first. I'm, I'm okay with using wood if it's like downstairs. So if it's like you want to skate the second half of a, like a double set handrail or something, like if it's like 10 flat 10 and you just drop in on it, I fucks with that. But wood on grass landing, that, that's going to be a hard no for me. Yo, I, I backed that too, uh, the, the wood down the stairs thing. I didn't think about it that way. And like Tom Penny, didn't he like fakey flip into a bank into like the stairs yeah. on wood? That was sick. But yeah, fuck. I don't know what happened, but something changed when we were growing up. Wood was fully legal <laughs> anywhere on the spot. I remember Dono and all the homies like had there was this giant hubba in Scarborough and it was just down grass and landed in grass. There was like no stairs, no right away. And fans just set up planks of wood at the bottom and it was an epic hammer. And the front and the top, I mean, dog. Oh, it was wood at the top and bottom. There was there were just some old doors we found, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, times have changed and wood is whack. Shouts out to Willie D, man. Biggest no slide I've ever seen, dog. We love you. Coming to see you in NYC. Real shit. Okay, most overrated skateboarder and why? Damn, we about to throw our first shots of season four, I think, here, dog. Uh, and as far as this overrated shit, before right. we get into it, just want to clarify there's a big difference between being overrated and, like, overpaid slash oversponsored. A little harder to pick an overrated dude in skateboarding, but it's easy as fuck to pick someone who's overpaid slash oversponsored, but... The question was overrated, so who you got? I mean, I had mad love for this guy growing up, and this is skateboarding, had a hammer part, and then uh, who, who the hell knows where he went with his, with himself. I'm going with Spanky, Mr. Kevin Long. 
Sorry, G. Nothing personal, but uh, you over-sponsored. Irish. <laughs> I kind of... No, I, I backed the part about this is skateboarding. To me, it was yeah, his best skating, best style. And then I think he had some fucking bad knee issues and shit. And uh, the party may have taken over for a bit. But uh, for me, this I feel like this is going to be a super unpopular choice. But yo, I'm going Luan Oliveira. I say that just because I feel like he got elevated to like God status. And I know he has the skill and he is next level, but I feel like he's a dude that's like probably I'm more entertained watching him in like street league or a contest than his actual video parts always let me down. I feel like he's never taken the time to film an epic video part and really fucking knock your socks off. Yeah, I work on it for a few years. It's like always putting out some random edits and I'm like, Reggie, I see you do fucking better shit in a fucking contest line than these lines you're filming. So I'm going to go Luan, a little overrated. Although I know he's like one of the most talented, if that makes any sense. It makes a little. <laughs> All right, next up, we got a question from Ben Finn, DIY in the UK. What's really good, fellas? Love the live show last week. Didn't think Elijah would keep it as real as he did. So big respect to him. Was it me, though? Or safe and much quieter than usual. Bit of stage fright, perhaps, from the ghost? <laughs> Damn straight. Anyway, my question is about DIY spots. Me and some friends have found a sick location to start constructing something and was wondering if you guys have made any DIY spots in the past or if you have any tips on making a DIY. DIY, I think uh, we've been a part of two of them. I don't think either of us have ever gotten our hands dirty, per se. But man, there's all sorts of ways to make them. Usually starts with some cinder blocks and uh, some plastic or metal to put on the edges. Reg, I made a fucking ramp that was on my front porch back in the day when I was like 13. It was like just three pieces of wood nailed together. And I would just ride up it and back down. It was pure trash. But that's as far as my DIY shit goes. What, which ones were we a part of? There was the uh, the Tobacco one. We skated oh. it. A part, yeah, we weren't a part of shit. We just skated ones. No, and obviously. the other one, the North Scarborough one with the two edges, our friends built that. Yep. <laughs> Cody, yeah. big shouts to Cody. We ain't killing it. We ain't DIY niggies. But well, we, actually, we talked about it in like three emails ago. I actually put four pieces of wood down at the start of a hubba and four pieces down at the end. Yeah, true. DIY. True. And yeah, the live show, fucking your boy was shook. Maybe if I landed that switch tray bolts, I would have had, you know, my normal swag confidence levels up. But, you know, I was really defeated on the inside. No, real talk. I don't know what the fuck happened. I was just shook. You were fine. But I'm I'm ready for round two. <laughs> don't go opening your I'm mouth. I'm going to treat this like, uh, like the fucking NBA playoffs. I'll be ready. I'll have my Kobe confidence next time. That was time. round one, eh? All right. Big shouts out to Ben in London, UK, the real London. None of this Ontario-ish. Shouts to you, bruv. Real shit. Uh, next up, we got an email from Biz. What's up, guys? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I used to hit the vert button, aka fast forward, big time during the rundown. <laughs> Started listening to it now because my coworkers think I'm a goddamn sports analyst with all the sports knowledge I'd be dropping on them. Stew. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Got a couple questions. But first off, let's just address that. Let's address that. Major shouts to you 
Huge shouts to you, Biz. Our favorite listeners are the ones who listen to the rundown as well. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? If we can give you a nugget and you can drop that water cooler talk, <laughs> thanks to our dumbasses. <laughs> Yo, we got bear love for that. And uh, another new uh, new spelling of still. Gotta love it. Every email, it's spelled a little bit differently, but uh, I think I'm going to stick with this one. S-H-T-E-I-L-L. Still. Love it. We spell it S-T-C-H-I-O-U. or still s-t-y-l-l okay back to his questions have either of you personally had a negative run-in with a pro um i actually have negative run-ins with dgk wade on almost a daily basis (laughs) but uh other than that no i don't think so mine wasn't so much a bad experience it was just an awkward one i think it was grade 10 high school days me and my buddy Phil were just lurking at lunchtime and saw that the real team was staying at the hotel across the street and they were all like getting in their van and chilling. So we ran up and I saw someone was gripping their board. I tried to drop a quote from the real to real promo, Damien Bravo. And I was like, always sand from the top, son, never from the bottom or whatever he says. And everyone just fucking looked at me and you could have heard a pin drop. And I fucking wanted to run into a corner and cry. It was devastating. Shout out to that shitty memory. All right. We saved the best for last. Coming in from Ryan Duffy. The great debate. Frontside overcrook. Does it exist? Is it a trick? Hell no. Frontside overcrook ain't a damn trick. And I'm going to say hell yes it is. The fucking nose grind. So then what the fuck's a back overcrook? It's a back nose grind. I know, but it just doesn't... It's not a back nose grind. There's a huge difference. It's the same thing, though. I understand your side, but it is... It can go either way. Yeah, so when was the last time you called a frontside overcrook an overcrook? I just don't do it because it's frowned upon. Technically, it is a frontside overcrook. If you're going to call something a backside overcrook, then there is a frontside one. I get it, but it's just one of those weird rules in skating fucking kook yourself you walk around talking about oh, i just frontside overcrook this fucking flat bar it was insane frontside overcrook 180 nose grind revert nose grind 180 you're fucking frontside overcrook out of here oh, we gonna have to we gonna have to get a hold of mr rick mccrank an expert on the subject <laughs> and uh get back to y'all with his opinion well i'm just gonna go with yeah sure it is sure it damn well it does exist nah be tripping all right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office. Another long one. Keep sending in them emails. We love doing this. We love getting these questions. And uh, frontside over crooks exist. All right. So cool. wait, you call fucking crooked 5-0s frontside suskies too? Well, a susky is like the front blunt version, right? It's like the 5-0s in that direction. You talking about the other way? Susky is like the back tail crooked back 5-0. Oh, what's the, oh I'm thinking of a salad. <laughs> uh no, there's no name for that. Oh, frontside susky, yeah, man. Oh my god, <laughs> yo, yo, debate over, yo. No, that there, has nothing to do with the it's overcrook. Possible. I shut the the no the post office no, my, is over. My point was, it's possible to have a trick that's only frontside or only backside. There's only a backside susky. There's no frontside susky. There's that, only a backside overcrook. There's no frontside overcrook. The whole backside susky is a questionable trick to begin with. That's a back five zero then. <laughs> That is not a trick either. Hey, you're dust. You're dust. 
right, y'all. Hey, y'all know what time it is. Playoff season, and it's the rundown. Shit's heated these days. NBA, NHL. Let's get into it. Starting with the NBA. The first round is almost over. We got one game seven only. Clippers and Jazz. Me and Safe on on separate sides of this one. Speak on what you think is going to pop off in game seven real quick. Oh, fuck. I've been missing almost every fucking game this round. Cheesed. So, uh, fuck, I don't, my my expert analysis, oh. you know what I'm saying, is just going to be grasping at straws, just fucking talking bear shit, uh, a la Stephen A. Smith. So, I'm going to go Utah, just because they got fucking, they're deeper. Clippers lost Blake Griffin. Chris Paul put the team on his back, said to Paul Pierce last game, mid-game, your last game of your career won't be in Utah. So, they're going back to L.A., and uh, I'm kind of scared because fuck CP is one of the greatest point guards of all time. He could do it himself. Utah, you know what I'm saying? Bunch of fucking youngins other than Diaw, Joe Johnson, and George Hill. So who knows how they're going to fucking play in game seven. But I think Gordon Hayward's a real one. I found out that he uh, trained with Kobe in the offseason. So he's got that Mamba mentality. AK, Utah's going to make it pop on the road and that's uh gonna be a hard no clippers in seven baby just like i told (laughs) y'all if utah wins this series then i'm eight for eight on my uh predictions because you know i'm nostradamus let me let me me get to to that let me run that down so like you said the man's a bit of a genius he nailed the first round still waiting on the last one golden state in four you feel bad for the trailblazers or what dog hell no man they they knew what was coming. Obviously, you got to be delusional. Dame Lillard said they wanted the Warriors, but uh, that was whatever. Nothing surprising there. In the words of uh, Morgan Smith, you're a uh, couple nuggets short of a 20-pack there, Lillard. <laughs> the next one in the Western Conference, we had the Spurs and the Grizz. You nailed it. I think you're off by one game, but... We all knew the, the Spurs were going to take that one, so we'll just move right along. Oh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to Memphis, though, for winning two and uh, showing that grit and grind they pop in. Their main acquis- off-season acquisition, max player Chandler Parsons, was a disgrace and barely played this year. And uh, they still fucking took two games, pushed the, the Spurs to six, so shouts to them. Yeah, yeah, shouts to Memphis, man. All y'all in Memphis, I fucks with Mike Conley. And uh, this one was highly debated. I'm not too happy with the outcome. My man, Mr. MVP, the Brody, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> just couldn't keep up with them Rockets out there in Houston, man. Yeah, I fucking told you. <laughs> I said it. Houston in five. Russ would pop one off. I thought he might have two in him. But fuck, man. When Roberson. Oh, my God. Like, he dude, missed 12 out of 14 free throws that one game. Bro, he's a disgrace, man. I was shocked. I didn't know. Like, how can you be a corner three-point shooter and shoot that bad from the line? You almost kind of feel bad for Westbrook. But also, there's times when he goes four for 18 in the fourth quarter, and you're just like, no, I don't feel bad. You're fucking... Yeah. You're too much of a savage. He needs to fucking figure it out. It's been the complaint against him his whole career. They will never win a title with him playing the way he's playing. Triple doubles are not... You need to fucking, you know, make your teammates better. Something he doesn't do and James Harden does. He's learned how to do this season. So no surprise here. All right. Enough, enough. Turn up. We're headed to the east. The Raptors are moving on to the second round. Took care of the Bucks in six. 
I'm still still kind of cheesed about game one and you know that's uh, becoming a bit of a pattern for the Raptors man they're going up against Cleveland who made quick work of the Indiana Pacers who are probably going to crumble this offseason <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that later what do you think is going to pop off and do we stand a chance against Cleveland that's actually one of the hardest things to answer because the Raptors constantly find a way to make you believe in them and then they let you down and just don't show up so they're they're literally the hardest read and they're our home team like we watch them play but you can't trust uh, the raps based on their regular seasons and you actually have no idea how they're gonna come out game to game fucking DeRozan went 0 for 8 in a game and then comes back with 33 points and then the amount of boneheaded mistakes they made down the stretch losing a 25 point lead and barely squeezing it out I don't know that wasn't the best game for momentum going into this next round but I mean we'll see what happens man I actually have no prediction on this series but uh if I was a betting man I'd say I'm tempted to say Cleveland in five but um I'll give them two games again like last season I mean hopefully the Raptors can dirty it up they got the guys to do it Ibaka and PJ Tucker they need to make this a dirty series really piss off uh, the Cavaliers and get them out of their game and uh, that's the only way they're going to stand a chance but I, I'm, I'm going with Cleveland man if I had to bet on them obviously so I'm going to move off this one real quick because uh, I don't really like talking smack on the six yeah real talk and Charles Barkley said it the only way they have a chance is if they truly believe and I feel like the East has been so dominated by LeBron that I don't know if any team is truly d delusional enough to believe they can win I think Boston except is. for the Wizards and the Celtics I think they both have uh their star players are fucking delusional John Wall's are a, a madman and so is Isaiah Thomas but I don't know if Lowry and DeRozan truly in I, their heart of hearts believe they can win that's a great point because I I don't think so as well but uh nice segue into the next one Boston they uh came out slow against Chicago scared me a little bit but were able to win four straight take the series four to two the Wizards I thought they were going to make a uh, quick work of Atlanta, but uh, Atlanta won a couple games at home. Bravo to them. The Wizards are clearly the better team. And now uh, this is going to be a hell of a series, man. These two teams hate each other. It usually gets a little rough. I could see Crowder getting into it with a couple guys. John Wall ain't backing down from no one this year. Before I ask you your opinion, I'm going to give you my pick real quick. And I'm going Wizards in six, baby. Woo! Let's get it. John Wall, just spend some time in Washington. Maybe it, maybe it's clouded my judgment real quick. But uh, yeah, man, I'm going with the Wizards. John Weezy talking shit to Gucci Mane, Quavo, and Julio Jones last game. I love that type of swag. Hey, man, he said it. He said, he said he was going to drop 35 points or more and they would win. Man ended up with 42 in the W. Man on a mission. Did it for the culture, baby. Yeah, I love that quote these days. Bradley Beal's my guy. Fucking, I got love for Markeith Morris. Uh, even though, like, chirping Paul Millsap backfired and he got lit up two games in a row. But I got to go Wizards. They're bigger. There's nowhere to hide Isaiah Thomas on defense. You can't throw him on wall. You sure as fuck can't throw him on Beal. And Porter, Markeith, like, I don't know. What, was he going to guard Gortat or something? Like, starters against starters, it's going to be interesting. I think Boston has a better bench, though. Uh, so, it's going to be a fucking barn burner, and I'm so fucking hyped. But I give the slight edge to Washington. You beat me to it, man. Washington. Actually, I'm going to fucking say Washington 
in seven. No, in six. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go five. <laughs> Five's too short. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the NBA rundown. Moving over to hockey. The second round is well underway. You got the Ottawa Senators picking up their second win against the New York Rangers. They go up 2-0. Man, down 5-3 with just a few minutes left in the third. They crawl back into it, tied it up with under a minute left in the third, end up winning in double overtime. Now they're up two games to none. Man, I don't know what's popping over there in the New York Rangers, but they needed to win that game. They needed to close it out. They weren't able to, and now they got a tough task ahead of themselves. Okay, okay, real shit. Them Senators is popping. Our boy Wade D is uh, is hyped. We in Toronto, you know what I'm saying? People are sad around these parts, so we ain't gonna talk on the Sens too much. Best of luck to you, Ottawa Nigis. Thank you. All right, moving on. You just came back from Washington. I'm sure you're fucking super bummed on them. What do you think about Washington and the Penguins coming up? Well, this is the the only downfall I saw in uh, whoever won this series was going to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nobody wants to play them, man. They got two great goaltenders over there. They got the Sid the Kid. They got Evgeny Malkin. And they got Phil Kessel. They're just going to put up goals. And if you can't skate with them, you're done. And uh, Washington's down two games to none. Just like that, snap of the fingers, they're in the hole again. Pittsburgh's going to, uh, I honestly think they're going to win the Stanley Cup again. So whoever they got to play against, good luck to y'all. Good luck to Washington. And uh, it's going to be over quick. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the rundown, which uh, usually wraps up the episode. My dog, any last words? Winter is coming. <laughs>